Ladies up there running our five ring circus. There we go. Magnify the Lord. So, who can quote our first four verses for us? Anybody? Psalm 34. <laughs> He's going to do it for us. There we go. A Psalm of David when he changed his behavior. How did he change his behavior? Anybody remember? That's right. He acted like he was insane. That's right. And we talked about how we God that told him um, he's consulted God and God like a sometimes we think that God tells us crazy the reason for it then is that's what saved him so um, the psalm changes behavior before Abimelech is enemy I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall sometimes be in my mouth continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And our focus is, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Lead me to do it by myself. Let us exalt his name together. You know, I'm an introvert. I really am. I like my own company. When I take the, the Briggs-Meyer testing off the chart, way, God has adapted and adjusted me for his purpose, and I can stand up here and appear to be, I can function as an extrovert. People wear I don't. I don't. Company. I don't people. I can sit in my furnace room. That's where my And pray for all those and the lark. I get up in the morning and I want one in the far side of the bathroom. Extrovert husband who just giggled in the back, jumps up out of bed, flips on every light in the house, turns on the music in every room in the house, and then goes downstairs. And I'm sitting there going, and I'm exhausted. It's 6.15 in the morning. I don't need all that. But there's something about party. When it's party time, you want people. Right? When it's time to magnify the Lord. I like my me times with Jesus. I like, I told you last, coffee times. I just sit in my recliner with my cup of coffee. Me Jesus. I phone binging. I don't want you in my time with it's me and Jesus. When it's in my time, my time with Pastor, me and Jesus, we don't want anyone else there with us unless it happens to be our grandchildren and they come and they sit in the recliner with us and they know, zip it. Not time to talk. You listen. But it's not, it's our time. But then there's a time when it's party time. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Exalt his name together. We over testimony. You know that emotion comes from Don't leave me to do it by myself. Join the party with me. So don't just sit up. Get some air. But now I'm going to maybe step on some toes this morning. So other than the one who's supposed to be in the back, a group of people that come in the people spend quadruple the dollars at the pack to get the seat that you chose this morning for free. Big bucks for your seat. God bless you too for being the front row. 
50-yard line. Magnified. Men together. Now, I'm sorry that the rest of y'all picked the Chiefs. I'm just glad you're here for the game. That you're in the nosebleed seats at the basketball. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, let us exalt his name together. Sometimes we get kind of complacent, is what God woke me up this morning. I had a dream often that I remember if I have my notes. Morning, I woke up with a troubled spirit because I woke up and I'm not going to woke up with a vision of someone and I still see them and they were sitting right back there, sitting right back there on the floor on the way out the door in a fetal position on their way out, and they were still singing. They had a sing unto the Lord hymnal in their hand. And they were leaving pages. And when I went over, I can't find it anymore. I can't find it anymore. Sit in the back. The danger of that. I want the best seat in the house. I want to become complacent. I don't want to become complacent. To magnify the Lord together. Seat in the house. I want to be excited, like Pastor said. I want to be excited about being in the house of God. I want to be so excited that I want to buy the best seat in the house. Is it about being on the front row? Yeah, to me it is. Quite honestly, it is. When I got saved, I just always wanted the best seat in the house. I'm a really selfish Christian. I really am. I never want to miss because I'm always afraid that if I miss, I'm going to miss out. I want to be there. I want to worship because. But, okay, I'll get back to my notes now and I'll quit. Today we're going to focus on verses 7, 8, and 9. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste that the Lord is good. Blessed them that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. For no one that Oop, I paper clipped one too many pieces of paper here because I don't want to miss this one. So we have talked so briefly um, about if life's not, it's not talked about God. It's about me making God. That's what life is about. And then we talked about that by us focusing on Him and not circumstances that our very sentiments, our very outlook, our very face, and Scripture said. Um, in verse, done to him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. That lightened there meant that our very countenance was brightened. And then the third thing that we is that we admit our need when I admit this, this poor man, him, that when I admit my need, then God me and rescues me. Maybe not from my situation, but from myself. Neediness. So today we're going to talk about verse 7, at least get started on it, and we'll go from there. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And delivereth them. I find this verse really the of the Lord in about me. 
Think about that a second. Just to make things stay secure, make sure that my face stays brightened, I stay aimed, that my troubled spirit stood up, an angelic host is dispatched, and they around me, and they keep a vigil around me. Now that's just the verse. After I researched, I told you last week I paraphrased. It just I have to bring simple second grade elementary level here. You know I have to my life bring it to Pam's paraphrase level. Just think about it. Think about right right now. You fear and reverence God. It's a hypothetical. We think. Angels you. Think about it. Think about it. Beware, you entertain angels out of it. Now, right with the Holy Ghost for them back then, tongues was for them back then. I'm treading on real thin ice here. I, I understand March the 18th and the Mississippi River is thawing, and I've just pulled my the thin ice, and I could sink to the bottom, and the current could sweep me away. I understand that. And that theology is simple when it comes to angels. But the word, and this says that the angel of the Lord and feared him and delivered. And then there's a period there. End the sentence. It's not debatable. And if my God doesn't change, if He's the same in the Testament, and we're still living the Testament, it didn't. So if I reverence God, I'll dispatch his angels to keep me safe. Now, if you choose to you battle on your own, but I'd rather let somebody else fight it for me. Because I remember last week, I don't think. I just don't do all that stuff if I don't have to. Why would I take on demands when have to. Let God dispatch the angels to fight it. I would rather craft and make cards and enjoy my country and sew jean skirts for my granddaughter. I have nothing to prove to anyone. A superpower. God is. There's examples. Psalms 91, verse 11. These are just a few of the reasons why angels were and are dispatched. Psalms 91, 11. To keep us in the right way. God sends angels to keep us in the right way. Daniel 6, 22. To his mouth. The next accuses you of something. Say, God, shut their mouth. Now, don't say it out loud, please. God does. So just, you know, you can just think that one course. Maybe you want to say it outside. Better than telling them, shut up. That's a quarter. So you can ask the angels to do it. But Acts 12 and 7, he, do, he said, deliver us from bondage. Acts 27, 23, to stand beside us. Just to stand beside us. You're alone? You're not alone. Hebrews 1, 14, to minister to us. Luke, in Luke 22, angels were sent to minister to Jesus. In Jesus? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to answer for you. Maybe, yeah. But he'll send angels to minister to you. 
When my husband desert store, now I am a blonde Norwegian, but myself, I did the same. I came in from a long day, frustrated, not thinking, unlocked the and went about my stuff, went to bed, got up in the morning, went to leave, and he's anywhere. Could not find me. So finally I retraced my steps, and I'm thinking, where are my keys? Well, lo and behold, I finally found her hanging in the door all night long in the house with me sleeping, unprotected, no ADT system. Angels encamped around us, safe. I thank God for the angels who sends to protect us nightly. <laughs> when not, we'll do silly things. <laughs> you could ask Pastor if you want to. <laughs> so anyway, moving right. Psalms 37, 34, the will of the Lord encamp with round about them and deliver them. So I am believing and standing on that word. I believe that there's angels on the four posts, four corners that protect it. Now, yes, we have security cameras. Yes. But when it wouldn't matter if we had security systems. I don't I pray when I leave my home, Jesus I don't worry about it because the Lord. So I am believing. Oh, I had scriptures up there. I am so carried away. There you go. I am believing and standing on that. I fear and reverence the Lord. All the assistance he has planned to give me, give me. And to be flippant about this. I, I, I believe him for it. The Holy Ghost. And finally, after it seemed like eons, but it was really three services, the woman praying with me finally just said to me, Pam, would you just shut up and let him speak? He can't speak if you are. And I told her just a few few weeks ago that she said, oh, I did not. It was Mary Beth. She said, no, yes, you did. And she said, I would never have said that. I said, well, you did. And she said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I said, I don't care. Sometimes you just have to just take God at his word. And that's the way it is when we stand on his promises. It's true. The angels camp round about my home and protect me. The angels camp me. Nothing will happen that God does not allow. He sends ministering angels to us. Okay, we're going to move on. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good is the man that trusteth in him. There are testings these days. You can go in and sample cheese. They even have big cheese sampling, like contest things, you know, um, chocolates, wine, honey. There's even a jelly bean. Yep, big jelly bean. See, somebody's heard of it. When Pastor was the command sergeant major and the senior enlisted advisor on the island of Okinawa, every year the Air Force sponsored the chili cook-off. And they had these guys, taste testers. They had to taste and see which chili. And they took it serious. Thank God I was not one of testers. But they didn't see which children and they took it serious. They would taste it and they would savor the bite. And they would go down the line and back and taste it again and compare it. Now there was some other here that had a hot dog eating contest. And they would just grab these things taste one bite of that hot dog. Put it down in. 
It was just disgusting. But these guys over here savored the bite. They tasted every spice. I mean, they just let it just go, you know, and just like it was a sign the chili taste. Now, these hot dog eaters, they were in it for one thing, just gorging who could eat the most. God's glory is awesome. There's nothing that compares to it. Every creation tells us of his glory. Nothing that compares to it. Psalms 29, verses the whole 11, says, Psalm of David, Give unto the Lord, Almighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Lord, the glory to his. Worship the Lord in the beauty. The voice is upon the waters. The God of glory the Lord is upon the waters. The Lord is powerful. The Lord is full of The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Lebanon and Syrian like, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Maketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord maketh the hinds to calf, and to horse, and in every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth, yea, the Lord sitteth king ever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Nothing compares to the glory of God. All of creation screams of his glory. I mean, nothing compares to a bolt of thunder. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to the pitter-patter of... Nothing compares to the babbling brook. Nothing compares to that tulip uncle popping up out of the... Nothing compares to those young... ...about whatever... ...and nothing compares to, there's nothing. The blossoms on the tree, the the gentleness of the wind blowing. Nothing to God's all of creation. I mean, if you just sit and it's abundance. Under Honor, nation, glory, celebrate his significance, his uniqueness, his one of a Nothing, no one compares to God. Nothing was ever created. Nothing ever will be created. Nothing ever existed. Nothing ever will exist that compares to our God. Taste and see. God's priority and his desire is to have his glory shown. He just really wants to build himself up because he's a big macho God. No. Because as we, as this morning, as we talked about, as I mentioned, the lightning, the babbling brook, is still over you that nothing else can bring. I mean, you're 
faces changed. Diminished. Everything else left. But then all of a sudden it started to shift again. And the other whatever started. There's that instant when God's glory transcends. He is. And that's when we taste and see. When we taste and see. And that's why he wants his glory to be exalted. That's why he shows us his glory. God, Moses prayed, who is like unto thee, O God, Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises? Do we? That's Exodus 15, verse 11. God hardened Pharaoh's heart for one reason only. That the Egyptians, capital A, capital M, that's in verse 4. What do the heavens do? Psalms 19, verse 1 tells us they declare the glory. declare the glory. Much more me. Or should I declare the glory of God? The man born blind. John 9, verses 2 and 3. Simply, the works of God might be manifest in him. And we talked about that the first week in our lesson. Why is what's happening in my life be of all women most miserable? No. God's might and power and majesty can manifest through me. He has a purpose that is far than what I could ever comprehend. He loves me and trusts me. Wondered why God chose to have his glory revealed to us. Simply so that know his goodness. God is good. But good. He is. He can't be anything but holy. But sometimes I don't know that. <laughs> to reveal that to me. He does what he does for me. For me to see it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord Never truly taste and see God's glory. Get a real glimpse of his glory. changes you forever. taste sampling and our faith is never the same just coming back for more and more and more. when I first started to drink coffee coffee would do started to drink this really good coffee that came from the mountains I can't say I mean so much so was taken from the mountains of Japan, and we left Japan, and we would still write back and have it from Japan. And I, of course, and now I, I mean, I got a great inconvenience, and so now I'm just something that's fun. But now they're in the supply on the shelf, and I'm like, oh, we better fill the little freezer because I'm really afraid it's good. It isn't the same because I've become a connoisseur. I've tasted good. I'm a we need to be sure of God. We need to taste and see that he is good. There's people that will eat a, I don't know, inexpensive deep chocolate. But once you've tasted 
Godiva. Once you've tasted I don't know, I can't eat chocolate anymore, so I've lost track. But once you've tasted it, you just... Are you a chocolate connoisseur? Who are telling me back there? <laughs> He's not fessing up, folks. Turn the camera over that way. His cheeks are turning red. The is that and with God, we're willing to skim along the top. We're willing to just settle for the surface. Well, you know, Sunday sermon's good. Wednesday night Bible study. Yeah, you know. We don't delve in and when we get it, it really is the difference. Just rips open the chocolate, pops it in their mouth, they're done. The person who's really a chocolate connoisseur, they, oh, sorry for those of you that are not partaking of chocolate for so long, it doesn't bother me to. But you open it carefully. You maybe even smell it. And you put it and you savor the bite. You melt in your mouth. And you savor every second. There's a taste. The taste testers of the children say they tasted. It. They knew why the winner won. They knew this in it. They knew what made it best. Hot dog eaters over here just gorged it down. Who could chuck it in the fat? I can reiterate the word of God. Just chuck it out to you. <laughs> But they don't have ship. They don't have any closeness. They don't have any intimacy. Those kind of people, I hope. But once you've tasted that the Lord, you're changed forever. Ever. How often do we our moment with God. Two chapters, Old Testament, one chapter, new. Chick, got that done for today. Whoop, out the door we go. That's our bread chart this year. Everyone knew that because they're reading their Bible. How often smell our morning coffee? Stop and enjoy a midday breeze. Set. To listen to the children. Reach over and take that loved one's hand. Slow down. And pause to see what God has for us for that day. See that the Lord is good. Just slow down. We become busier than busy could ever be. Our phones start at 4.30 and they don't stop beeping until 2.30 at night. In the morning again, busy, 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 busy. And totally unproductive. And never had and never had. We don't see him in his glory because we miss out. We're so busy that we don't stop to see his majesty, his glory. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When's the last time that you just stopped? To watch the birds. When's the last time that you just stopped to watch the clouds go through the sky? When's the last time that you just stopped to listen to someone's laughter? When's the last time that you just stopped in a checkout line to talk to someone? When's the last time that you just to just stop? 
Pause. Take a break. Think about it a minute. Just stop for a second. Hold on. We just rush through our day and never once taste to see his glory. Do we stop and say, God, what do you have for me in in whatever it is that we're facing in that day? All of us have good in between. God, what do you have in this? Psalms 115. Verse 1, paraphrased, not to me, O Lord, but unto your name be glory, for thy, thy truth's sake. Because remember, it's not about him, but it's all about him. God woke me up this morning for one purpose, and one purpose only. And that is works among all. First Chronicles 16, verse 24. Every day, that's my first job is to bring him glory. Everything is for his glory. The earth spins for him. We have talents and abilities for him. We have money or lack thereof. We have strength. We have weaknesses for him. We have good times. We have struggles for him. Everyone and everything exists to reveal his glory. And it's up to us to submit to his will. This morning, are you blessed? Are you blessed? Are you seriously blessed in all areas of your life? Spirit, with your health, your finances, your relationship. The other part says, blessed is the man that trusts in him. That's all it takes. Because, again, when we trust in God, it switches how. Once we trust in God, then we know that our blessings aren't what we have. It's in who we trust in. It switches everything. Once we have of the Lord and seen his glory, it's easy to trust in him. That taste and see, once most the glory of God, even the backside, people couldn't even look on him. He had to hide his face. The glory of God was so awesome. Disciples didn't even want to leave out. I mean, taste and see the glory of God. You don't even want to leave it. You don't even want to leave his presence. When the is so here, enjoying it so immensely, it's like, no, hold it. And it's God. Because it's not just the sunset. It's God. Oh, taste and see. We would get a little bit further, but I just really feel like God wants us to learn to slow down in our lives. In learning to slow down in our lives, we will learn. Oh, magnify. Enjoy your break and then come back to magnify the Lord together. God bless you.